You're listening to episode number 11. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. What's up, everybody? I'm so excited about this week's episode. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. I hope everybody had a really, really awesome week. The weather is turning up slowly, slowly up and up and up here in Omaha. And I think this past weekend was literally the first week that it didn't snow in I think 10 weeks in a row. And how I know that is because we almost had to cancel church like eight weeks in a row and one week we actually did. So hallelujah that it's getting a little bit better outside and that fades perfectly, transitions perfectly into the theme of this week's episode, like I said, which is gonna be a little bit different and it's called Out of Winter, how to hope again. Okay, so like I said, this is going to be just a tiny bit different. And as a lot of you guys know, in addition to being a life coach and a pageant coach and kind of a mentor to girls and an influencer on Instagram, I am actually also a pastor. So I am a worship pastor at my amazing church, My City Church here in Omaha, Nebraska, which has absolutely transformed my life over the past year and a half. And actually, really, really cool. Several of my clients have gone to my church and just absolutely loved it. That's a huge portion of my life that I share with my clients. And I have clients, obviously, from every type of background and denomination and political belief and family background, all those different things. But my church is just so much fun that everybody always wants to come because they see it on my Instagram. So shout out to My City Central. You guys can check them out at My City Central on Instagram. And I promise you won't forget it. And you might see a familiar face on stage singing or someone who looks exactly like me but with blonde hair and that's my little sister so little spoil spoiler alert for that but like I said I'm a pastor and I have just the honor of pastoring tons and tons of creatives who are in digital content and graphic design and we have a fashion ministry and hair and makeup and obviously worship team which consists of frontline and also instrumentalists and then we have production teams we have travel teams we honestly are just like a well-oiled machine and for being a church of a year and a half. It's just quite incredible moving um, to two campuses already this September because we've reached almost 800 people coming to church every week and almost 2,000 people um, have had their lives just saved and transformed. And I'm so proud of that. And so because that's a portion of my life, regardless of the background that you come from, I just kind of wanted to share, like this says, a word of encouragement for you guys today. And so that's why I've called this out of winter, how to hope again. I know that I had a really, really tough winter this year, and I'm just going to be totally transparent with you guys. This just seems like a really long winter, and maybe it was just Nebraska. I don't know, but we had one of the worst winters I can hardly remember in my life. I think there's only one other time when I was a very, very small child that we had a winter as snowy and as wet as this year, and I think sometimes we forget that God works in seasons, and I'm going to point out a verse to you guys today that talks about that a little bit, 
But I think when we're in the thick of it, it can be really hard sometimes to lift our head and understand that um, God is working in the midst of everything and that he's outside of space and time and that he understands our situation, that he understands what we're going through and the people around us and the conversations that we're having and the thoughts that we're having and the struggles that we're having. And so today I just really wanted to give you this message of hope and to use some scriptures and some, you know, just kind of biblical backing and don't let that overwhelm you if you don't come from a biblical background at all. Like the the word is the word, but also encouragement is encouragement. And whether you believe the Bible to the, the depths that I do or whether you don't, it's totally okay. You can take them as positive affirmations, the scriptures that we use. And I encourage you just to keep listening and give this a chance because the, the truth is, is that we all need to get our hopes up. And I think that the world and just life trains us to not get our hopes up, especially if you deal with fear of failure or some of the things that we've talked about in the previous 10 episodes. I think we can all see how we just live life like that sometimes, not expecting because we don't want to be let down. And so um, a little bit about winter time. I think it's so cool as I was studying this, this is kind of our first point for today. I think winter just gets us all up in our feels. You know, it's so funny, like September rolls around, October rolls around, and you start to see all the memes on Instagram that it's cuffing season, it's cuddle season, right? And again, as we've talked about almost every podcast, because it's literally so relevant, specifically with you pageant women who are listening, we immediately start comparing ourselves to, well, I don't have a partner. Well, I don't have a perfect this. Well, I don't have this. And we, we start seeing winter, right? Through, really even fall too, but mostly winter through the eyes of what we don't have rather than what we do have. And what I want to encourage you with is this next verse, okay? Is Ecclesiastes 3.2, which says that there is a season and a time for everything. So let's talk about summer for a second. I think it's so funny. Like you say the word summer and people's smiles just light up. I know my face because I'm trying to go to the pool and I'm trying to go outside without a parka and seven layers on. Um, but in the summer, our, you know, our skin is tan, our hands aren't dry. We get to walk outside. I don't know if any of y'all have ever thought of this, but like when I'm going home at night from like say a movie or a friend's house or whatever, and I'm in 27 layers, I've thought to myself, wow, I literally don't remember what it's like to like show my extremities in the direct sunlight because what is the sun, right? But every season has these indicators of, you know, when we know that it's turning to spring like it is right now or when it's turning to summer. And I think that we forget that winter has a purpose too. I think when we identify with winter, we only think, okay, our skin's getting pasty and ashy. You know, I can't look cute because I got 27 layers on and I don't have anyone to cuddle with. Um, but really I, I want, this is going to sound so cheesy in advance, but I really want this podcast to figuratively, like emotionally cuddle you today, understanding that, um, winter has a purpose and that we can, we can learn how to hope again. So a couple indicators of winter, um, that are actually really, really cool is that I think that there's a beauty sometimes in hibernation. I think that there's a, a beautiful part of kind of, getting out of the direct sunlight, if you will, and learning to operate um, in change. I think that change is one of the hardest things that we'll ever go through as humans. And I know even in my own life, I'm experiencing a lot of change right now. And it's just uncomfortable. It's just blatantly no other way to say it. I don't care who you are. Change is not comfortable. It's why people um, stay in relationships that they shouldn't. It's why people have toxic friendships. It's why they stay in a major in college that they absolutely hate and know that they don't want to stay in 
in the profession of. It's why people stay in college when they know that they could use that money towards becoming an entrepreneur or becoming a chef or becoming, you know, whatever the heck they want to be is because inherently we don't like change. But the fact of the matter is that God created winter as the fourth season or third or second, you know, as a season of the four seasons for a purpose. There are amazing things about winter, right? The first snowfall we always love, maybe not the 72nd snowfall like we've had right now, but the first snowfall, I remember around December when my brother got married to this beautiful, beautiful Brazilian woman, her entire family was here from Brazil and they had never seen snow before, right? And so they had this gorgeous, gorgeous blizzard, um, which was inconvenient for a wedding, but also took amazing pictures the day of and the day after which is like becoming a thing now you take pictures again the day after which I actually kind of love Um, but just to see the joy on the faces of her family seeing snow for the first time it all just reminded me isn't everything perspective isn't everything perspective right we could look at our lives and we could think oh my gosh it's winter it's horrible it's cold I'm ugly I can't go to the gym I can't get out of my house I have to scoop snow I have to do this I have to do that I can't look cute I can't do this but to somebody else they could be seeing snow in a totally different light right they could be seeing your life saying man she's got such a great family she's got a great church family she's got a best friend I wish I had a best friend wow she's confident wow I really love her skin wow I wish I had glasses wow I wish I was shorter taller fatter skinnier and yet here we are criticizing ourselves like we talked about last week thinking that winter is only 100% bad but the truth is is that there are amazing things about winter and obviously we can see that just by maybe shifting our perspective so like I said Ecclesiastes 3 2 talks about how there are seasons and a time for everything God says that most everything will pass away um, but not these three things and so this is one of my favorite verses in the world and I'm really going to be expounding very quickly today in this short pad- podcast on these three things. And so as the seasons are turning, okay, as things are changing, I think it's so cool that God promises us that these three things won't change. And those three things are seed, time, and harvest. And then in the New Testament, God talks about another three things that won't pass away. And those things are faith, hope, and love. And I think it's so cool, you guys. Um, the number three is such a complete and beautiful number. Obviously, we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as well. I just feel like God just really loves threes, okay? And it's so funny in my notes, I put, dude, I love threes too. I was shooting and stroking some three pointers at the gym today. And you know what? It brings me tons of joy to show off a little, what can I say, when there's like people watching and people don't expect a girl to be able to shoot threes. And then I'm like, Uh uh-uh honey excuse me I am about to stroke all of these three-pointers so side note anyways let's get back to the bible so we have these two concepts okay we have seed time and harvest and as I was looking at this I was like whoa faith hope and love I wonder if there's some kind of like a weird connection that I could make amongst these things and so as I was thinking about it I feel like God gave me a word that I wanted to share with you guys and connecting these little concepts. Like I said, this is gonna be a little bit shorter podcast. If you wanna learn more about these types of things or if you like these types of podcasts, feel free as always to comment on our social media to tell us what you think because we'd love to do more of these. So connecting all these things together, I was was so excited because first of all, we have to start with seed, okay? And we're gonna connect this with the concept of faith. So I love thinking about this because what is a seed? Some seeds are so incredibly small that actually I don't know if you guys knew this, but some of them are, are impossible to even see 
by the human eye. We obviously know that the way that even humans are made, we can't see that kind of seed. And I think that's so powerful that we that life is even created by uh, things that we can't see, okay? But how often are we expecting a harvest for a plant that we had a different seed to? Ooh, I know that's kind of like a gut punch, right? How often are we expecting to harvest apples when we planted oranges? Or how often are we expecting to harvest broccoli when we planted cauliflower? I know this sounds so dumb, but who are you hanging out with, you guys? If you listen to our last episode, um, are you taking the steps to go from Z to A as much as you possibly can? Are you listening to your conscience? Are you listening to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you telling you, hey, this is the first step. Don't get overwhelmed by everything else. This is the first step. I promise. I got you. I got your back, right? How often are we planting seeds of doubt, insecurity? How often are we surrounding ourselves with, you know, that boyfriend or that best friend or that family member or that college professor who just speak negatively into your identity constantly and we're not doing anything about it, right? Are you setting boundaries for yourself? Are you safeguarding yourself? Are you planting seeds by affirming yourself every day and affirming and making sure that you're filling yourself back up as much as you're pouring out to others, right? If you're serving, 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 pouring out, and then you're wondering why you're empty, you might be planting a million seeds, but you might be planting them from an empty vessel. And you might be planting just as many or even more negative seeds through the thoughts and the words and the intentions of your heart, um, even if you have good intentions because you're just surrounded by yuck, okay? So first of all, I think that we need to get a really great grip, which I say in love, okay, (laughs) of what seeds we're planting, right? Grow in our awareness of like, oh my goodness, like seeds do produce a harvest. Like whatever kind of seed they are, positive or negative, they are gonna produce a harvest. And so let's flip that 180 degrees and get excited about it because if everything is a seed, okay, then we can start to build our faith for an amazing harvest. Even if we can't see them, the seeds are real, but that means that we can also plant some really, really, really awesome seeds and expect a really, really awesome harvest. And to correlate that, I love this verse, which says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And that's Hebrews 11.1, 1, okay? And so we plant with, because you're probably like, okay, well, what do we plant with? We plant with our words and our actions. So just go back to the steer model, situation, thought, emotion, action, result, okay? And they're all connected. So now that's seed and that's faith, okay? We can have faith for the things even though we can't see them. And as you can see that that correlates really, really well with seed. So going back to that verse, I love how it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, okay? So that really helps us connect to the next one, which is talking about time, which we're gonna connect with hope. Starting with this verse, which I absolutely love. So one of the most famous verses in the Bible, Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and to give you a good future and a hope. And actually that word hope, another version of the Bible, says an expected end. So I love correlating this with time because I think that this series of the three is the absolute hardest, right? We can say, okay, cool. I can plant a different seed. I can do some positive affirmations, whatever. I can have faith. Okay. I can have faith for what I don't see. But then two weeks go by, three months go by, six months go by, a year might go by. And that's where the Bible also has a verse for that that says, don't grow weary in doing good. But it can be hard, right? There are some people I know in my life who are believing God for a baby. There are some people who are believing God for finances. There are some people who are, so many people obviously, who are believing to win their pageants. And I know that it can be really hard 
in the time of waiting and the time of waiting to lose weight and the time of waiting to feel like you're getting ahead and the time of waiting if you're believing for a job, applying for jobs everywhere and just feel like you're stuck, right? Just feel like you can't get to that next level because we are created to progress. But I love that this in the time of waiting, we have verses like this, that the difference between like a biblical hope and just like a regular old, oh, well, I'm hoping and I'm a wishing, right? A wish doesn't have an expected end, but a hope, the great thing that I love about that actual word hope is that it means that we have an expected end. And so that really correlates with how we can have faith in those tough situations is that it's the substance, it's the title deed, it's the proof. It's like having a title in your car, but having it be in the glove compartment where you can't see it, but you know that it still exists, right? So hope is the same way if we're really believing that what we're standing for is there and is a real tangible thing that we're pursuing then we can know that in the time of waiting there is an end result where that harvest is going to come and that just sets your mind at such ease okay so this kind of hope in the time of waiting i want to encourage you guys to really really believe that there's an expected end result okay and that leads us to the last bit of this harvest okay so harvest ugh, like I think it's so funny. I, I've heard this really cool allegory um, that talks about how good farmers, obviously, they get up at six in the morning, they do their thing, and they work till almost seven o'clock at night every day. And then when the fall comes around, what do they do? They get on their tractors and they're collecting the corn or collecting the wheat or doing whatever they do. But how many of you guys know that if, a, if fall came around and, a, and a, the farmer of the land was just sitting there and the corn was, you know, a mile high or whatever, uh, or what do they say? I high by whatever. <laughs> There's some date or some time. What if the corn was all ready to go? And the farmer woke up at 6 a.m., you know, he walked right, right, right up to his tractor, sat in the tractor. And what if he never turned the tractor on? Or what if he never got out of bed? Or what if he walked up to the cornfield and said, be a harvest, cut yourself down, right? Um, how many of y'all know that that would be a really stupid farmer? Of course, we know that. But how often do we find ourselves doing that? We're not planting seeds. We're not thanking God and ste being steadfast to have hope, to, to sustain our hope during that time of waiting. And then when, it time, when it's time to collect the harvest, we stand there. We're not expecting it. We don't actually think that it's going to come. We, we're not attracting it into our lives. Whether you want to call it law of attraction, law of faith, or just plain practicality, right? How many times have you lost hope and not actually had the expected end in mind of saying, you know what, I'm going to go get my harvest. I'm going to go take massive and perfect action. I'm going to go for my dreams, go for my goals. I'm going to fail a hundred times. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep believing God that he's on my side and that he's got good plans for me and that I'm going to achieve this desired result because I know that God has a good future and a good hope for me. And so I want to correlate this with the last part of these three, that when we do receive that harvest, okay, so think of a time when you have received that harvest in your life, whether it's believing for a best friend and somebody showed up in college or getting into the sorority that you wanted, right? It could be anything. It could be something really, really insignificant to everyone else but you. How many of y'all know that a harvest, it, it, uh, to me, it just feels like God's love. Like it is the epitome of like a reminder of that agape, unapologetic, unconditional love of God of like, 
wow, I got to see the external result of what I had been believing for that I didn't get to see. That was the substance of what I had just hoped for in my mind and in my spirit and confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart and spoken really, really positive seeds uh, into the, whatever you want to call it, the universe or to God, right? Praying, uh, spoken those positive seeds, taken those positive actions, believing that they would take a harvest or receive a harvest. I just think it's so cool how like, the outward expressions of God's love where you know that God is working and that there's just no way that you could have made this happen without his help. I just think it is so, so incredible. So whether you're in a time of believing God for your harvest right now, or whether you have just received one, I really want you guys to do this very simple exercise for me. And I want you to, in this time of maybe waiting, or you're still feeling like you're kind of in the winter season, coming into spring, I want you guys to take out a sheet of paper, and you've probably heard of this before, but probably never done it, is to take out a sheet of paper and write down like 20 things that are maybe insignificant, like I said, to everyone else but you, but 20 things that God has done in your life, 20 things that you're grateful for, 20 things that have just blown your mind. Even if it's like, hey, I needed this and this randomly showed up and I know that nobody else would understand why this meant the world to me, but like, or maybe it was somebody who gave you food and you're just like, oh my gosh, I totally didn't have time to grab supper today and that meant the world to me. Like little things like that. I want you guys to keep track the next week between now and the next podcast, the little ways that God shows up and, and brings you a harvest. And I want you to, to conceptualize and to be self-aware of whether that makes you feel that love on the inside. Because I really believe that there are harvests all around, that there's favor waiting to be claimed, and that there are great things all around you. I just think it's dependent upon our expectation and upon the seeds that we're planting and the way that we're keeping our hopes up, you know, amidst those times and surrounding ourselves with great people who are gonna affirm us in our dreams and are gonna tell us that we can do it and who are gonna be hard on us when they need to catch us being a negative ninny about things and and who are on our team in terms of pursuing our goals and dreams. I know that I have people in my life who are holding me accountable for my words, my actions, my emotions, my thoughts, and not in a policing way, but in a really beautiful way. And it's helped me achieve all that I want to achieve and really reach my destiny at such a faster pace that I'm so incredibly thankful for. So I know this is a really, really short podcast today, but I just want to encourage you that God wants you guys to reap a harvest. He wants you to feel um, and to experience faith, hope, and love, and also the beauty of seed, time, and harvest. And as you guys rock out into the spring season, Thank God the ashy season is over. We can get a tan. We can be outside. So go do something fun this week that you couldn't do in the winter. And I can't wait to chat with you all next week. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the Powerhouse Inner Circle, where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. 
And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.